You're listening to episode 52 of Daughters on Fire with Robin Arab and Melissa Burton. In this week's episode, Robin and I are going to talk about how to be prepared for an emergency. This time of year, with spring right around the corner, it's good to start getting prepared for those natural disasters, but a crisis can show up and an emergency can show up in many different forms. So we're going to walk through how to stay a little bit ahead of an emergency and feel more prepared and less panicked when they happen. So stay tuned. Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent? If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors. You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver. All right, welcome back. It's Robin and Melissa. Robin, what do you have on deck for us today? Well, I've been thinking about how crazy our weather is here in the South, and we tend to get all kinds of weather. And I know that most people think that as well. We, we think it's going to rain. We think it's going to snow. We get seventies in January. We get forties in June. I don't know. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Some months, but anyhow, I think that we need to really talk about what to do in the time of a disaster. And and really most importantly upon us is the pandemic that we've been going through. And in the very beginning, I think there was all kinds of excitement and people were hoarding and doing things. I think we really need to stop and think about what do we have prepared if a tornado comes through or if a fire comes through your home or hurricanes or wherever, flooding, wherever you live. And let's talk about the type of things that we need to have ready, where they are, things to do to be, if if you can be successful in a disaster. Yeah, you know, it's really timely that you bring that up. If we reflect, especially here in Nashville, Tennessee, if you reflect over the last year of all of the things that we've gone through, um, I'm thinking just recently, I mean, we're almost coming up, I think it was the beginning of March of the tornado that hit Nashville pretty devastating tornado. Well, not only that, how about just a few weeks ago, Christmas Day, the bombing in Nashville, which luckily didn't really impact a whole lot of people as far as the the destruction, no lives were lost, but it took out, I think almost like most of the Southeast to some degree, as far as phone services go. And some people, it took them quite a while to get their phone service back. We were definitely all offline for over a day. So even those thinking through that, I remember during that, I don't know if you recalled Robin driving down the interstate and the interstate was listing numbers to call because the 911 cell service or the right. service were down. And that's if you had a phone to call with. Right. Exactly. We got those emergency phone calls text that didn't come through because we were part of the phone services that were down. So we didn't hear those until afterwards. But I think about back when my daughter was young and my daughter was terrified of tornadoes. Anybody who knows us knows what we went through. And I Did made it a, through a tornado. I'm sorry. No, 
No, she just, I think it was the hype on the news channels here. It's coming. It's this way. It's that way. Getting your safe, but you know, things like yes. that. So I did make up a box at that time that we kept in our safe place, which was a closet. And I think that's number one step of what you do is you find that spot in your home that you need to go to. But we kept things, uh, some canned food, can opener, flashlights with batteries. At that time, we had a little emergency TV that ran on batteries that we could Could you watch. also like crank it or solar powered? I know they have all sorts of different little emergency radios and TVs. Right. No, th- this was not a specific weather. It was just a, t- a little TV that somebody had given us mm-hmm. that was battery operated. So we had all those type things in there. Of course, you know, your candles, medicines, water, especially water jugs if if you couldn't use the water and it was contaminated. So different things like that we kept in there. And over the years, I think I've gotten rid of that. But it's really something that we all need to be thinking about. What are the things that you would need in a disaster? Not only your provisions, but what about your important papers? Mm-hmm. Are, are they in waterproof, fireproof boxes? Where are they in the home? Is it somewhere that if a tornado came through or you had a fire that you would be able to salvage those type things? So I think it's that preparation. But even with the pandemic, let's just go back to that when we're talking about what happened in the beginning and people needlessly went crazy about toilet paper and things of that nature. When my husband and I were sick, we did have those things in the house because I just naturally keep things stocked up, whether it be toilet paper, laundry, all those things. But if you're not somebody like myself, those were things you would have needed, you know, the, to wipe down everything, the the laundry to do the clothing and make sure that the germs weren't being spread further, things like that, even the extra mask, gloves, all those things that we don't think about normally that we need to have in our homes, actually food. Most people have things that they don't like to eat in their pantry. They bought it for something and they're not sure. And push comes to shove, that's what you eat. But when you don't feel well, you need foods that you can make quickly or something easy. So it's those type of preparations as well, that if you can keep those things in your home, whether it be, um, which is not great for you, but a can of soup Mm -hmm. or even stale crackers, if the crackers (laughs) are stale, (laughs) but things to have ready that should a disaster hit like a pandemic, you're able to have something to sustain you because you were here in the house for 10, 10 to 14 days. Right. And in that situation, because some people back in the day, the olden times of last year, right? If you, <laughs> if you really didn't feel well, you would probably still be able to muster up enough energy to go to the CVS to buy yourself some medicine or to go to the grocery store and get some staples if you needed it. But now, or your, your husband or whoever was living in the house with you could, but with COVID, you can't. Like literally, you would be, I don't know if it's officially a crime, but but to it take yourself <laughs> or somebody else um, who's been exposed and go into public places is not 
in the cards. So you have to make sure that you either have strategic partnerships <laughs> in your friends and family that can come deliver stuff, or you know you're versatile enough to know how to get stuff delivered to you. And here's another thing for older adults to consider, um, for caregivers to consider about older adults. When your ability goes away, the most resilient people are the ones who adapt more easily. So again, if you aren't one to be ordering or doing much online, well, that changed this last year. You're definitely more comfortable in that area. If you were um, somebody who's an older adult and all of a sudden you can't drive anymore, then maybe you need to be getting comfortable with the new technologies around Uber or a, around in certain like m more mass transit if it's available in your area. These are things that you really need to be fluid and adaptable in order to accommodate situations when the status quo just doesn't work anymore. Well, and, and to that point, if you're not feeling well, and now you decide, okay, I'm going to join one of these apps and you have to answer the questions and put all of this in. And if you're not savvy and you're not feeling well, you're in a pickle. So those are things that maybe you can get familiar with now when you're feeling well, or you know that I can have this app down now and I can sign up as I need to, things like that. So it is preparing and thinking ahead. Definitely. Anything else? that comes to mind as far as being prepared in a disaster. I, I will say with the whole phone situation in Nashville, Nashville, I've heard people say that they've thought about not having both phones with the same provider as a backup. Or in some cases, like for me, my um, cable internet is not through the same provider as my phone. So my phone went down, but my internet did not go down. So maybe being thinking, okay, do we want all of our resources in one bucket. If that one bucket gets, you know, that's very smart. <laughs> yeah, that's very smart. And for myself, both our internet, which was our TV internet and phones were all down because they were all from that provider. So um, you're, you're right. That that's really a good idea to think about that, to prepare for that. Let's talk a little bit about as well, it, in a tornado, where would you go? Or or in a hurricane? Or when I was a kid, I lived by Three Mile Island. Now I'm really dating myself. But I remember when that happened. And that was something that as a family. Well, remind those younger viewers here, <laughs> or listeners. That was a, a nuclear. Emergency. Plant that. um had leaks. And so nobody was allowed to be outside. And we lived within 30 miles of that area. And so as a family, we had to decide if we evacuate, where do we go? So if you have to evacuate for a hurricane or a nuclear emergency or anything of that nature, mudslides, fires, where do you go? Have that in your mind. Know that this is what our plan is. Make that plan. And it sounds silly because you think, oh, I'm never going to be in a nuclear accident. We didn't think so either. Right. So we knew that we would go to my sister's house, who was several hours away. But those are plans that you really need to think about. You need to think about your safe area in your home. And often, not it happened for us that the tornadoes would come through at night. So you're in your pajamas, you're in your bare feet. 
tornado comes through, there's glass, things like that. So all those things you need to think about having blankets there, just simple things that in the time of emergency, your mind's not going to click. It's not going to think, oh, I got to get this, got to get that. You just need to go there and be protected. So really plan out those things, talk together. If your loved one lives alone, a discussion for you to say, in this case, where would you go? And and have it planned out for them as well, that they know this is where they, they need to go in that, that type of emergency. And another thing to keep in mind, and this is just practical for everyday emergencies, is to make sure you have what you need in your car. You know, if it's yes. bad weather and you get stranded in your car, um, you know, in icy weather, or you get a flat tire or your battery dies, uh, do you have one, like for me, I'm thinking, well, make sure no, you have blankets absolutely. or good shoes, definitely good shoes in your car if you need what? to get out of the car. And my husband owns a restaurant. So he loved snow days and ice days because that was the, one of their better business days because they would be the only ones that would open. And they're but, near a hospital. Right. And so we talked about his car and getting there. And we did. We I would always put blankets in there. I would put water in there. We would put um, snacks, like power bars or some type of something that could stay in the car for long periods of time, non-perishable type things that he would have should he have to sit there. And of course, batteries and a flashlight and, and like you said, the good shoes, warmth. You know, you've got to have that warmth if you're stranded on the side of the road. So absolutely, yes. Yeah, I definitely think maybe us women don't always have a, a tire that could be easy to get out of the car and walk in. Uh, so if you are traveling in the winter weather and stuff, then getting extra shoes and socks, because, you know, if you're wearing flats or heels, you're not going to get out of your car in that. But also maybe making sure you have like AAA or some service, or you know of a phone call to or a phone number, non-emergency, hey, I'm stranded number readily available for you. And, you know, I think they have these days, these little packs that are like battery charge packs where you could jump off your own battery should your battery die. Right. Um, and so there's lots of ways to be prepared. You just have to think of it ahead of time. And, you know, we are all about planning ahead at Daughters on Fire. Yes, we are. And here's a funny, <laughs> here's a funny plan ahead story. And I don't know if they still do this. So this is not a promotion or paid advertising at all. This is just a fun story. So my sister and I went to Knoxville to visit my older sister for her 40th birthday. And um, we're nearing closer to 50 than 40 these days. So it was a while ago. But anyway, we get there, we go into the store because uh, we were surprising her and we were going to get balloons and stuff to say, hey, surprise. And she locks her keys in the car. Oh. And so we are in another city, you know, it's not like she could call her husband or somebody, Hey, can you come run down here? And she, she, what she did was she called, I believe on her phone. And I think triple a asked this, maybe they were pretty smart about this. If you just called triple a and said, Hey, I need your help. And you're not a member. I don't know if they would help you, or I don't know if it's like, extra, but literally you can sign up on the spot. 
So right there in that moment, she's like, I'd like to get a AAA membership. And they're like, okay. It's like, now I'd like to call some AAA out to help me get in my car. <laughs> and they were there very quickly. They got her, you know, the person who came to um, unlock the door was there very fast and it worked out great. So having those services is, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> Well, and, you know, my husband preaches to my daughter all the time, keep that spare key in your wallet or in your purse or whatever. Now, of course, I'm notorious for leaving my purse and the key is there as well. But to have a hidden key or something to that effect to get into that car is helpful as well. He always keeps an extra key in his wallet, but it's a little bit easier for him than us. Yeah. And also during the bad weather seasons and stuff, make sure you don't let your car get down to like absolutely empty. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is be driving in bad weather and run out of gas. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So these are some really good thoughts just to stay ahead of the game um, and the weather. And can you think of anything else that would be helpful, Robin? Don't panic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I am, I am horrible in an emergency because I panic. I, I just totally lose it. So, um, but I think if you plan ahead, that takes away the panic. And so do it folks, do it now. Everybody hop off this podcast, gather your stuff and be ready for the next disaster. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for that advice. Mama Robin out there. Oh my god. All right. Well, we will catch you all next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey, and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at daughtersonfire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.